Dan Beeman is so enthusiastic about the sport of pickleball, he actually named his place in Palm Desert, California, the Pickleball Palace. When I talked to Dan, I definitely felt like he's really a renaissance man when it comes to the sport. He's an ambassador, also an instructor, and he even wrote his master's thesis on pickleball. Plus, he has a award-winning comedy movie script on the sport. So let's get to the intro to hear more from Dan. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Dan Beeman. How are you doing today, Dan? Excellent. It's a beautiful day in Palm Desert, California. Yes, there's quite a lot of pickleball out that way, and we'll actually get to some of that. But I always do like to first start out with how you found out about the game, got started playing, and how long ago that was. Oh, boy. Well, I was in, I was in a car accident, and uh, let's see, about five years ago, and my rehabilitation required that I do some gentle yoga. My back was the issue. And I was walking back from the yoga class, and I heard this pop, pop, pop coming from the gymnasium. I looked inside, and I saw all these people laughing and having fun and hitting this plastic ball across a net. I had never heard of pickleball before, nor envisioned it. And I said, what is this? What are you doing? And um, a 70-plus-year-old woman said, oh, it's pickleball. Come join us. And I said, okay. And I walked over, and I watched the game, and then I played a game, and I, I was hooked. The rest is history, kind of. It's good to hear that you got started, but how's your how's your back now? Are you doing okay? Well, you know, it's been helpful to have a sport that I've been able to be passionate about that doesn't overextend me. So I try to play within myself. I don't pretend to be more of a player than I am. I just really literally, my little rule of pickleball that I've added to the game is that it's mandatory to touch paddles before each game and say, let's have some fun. And that kind of just reminds me and the people I'm playing with that we're not out there to hurt each other or beat each other up, but just to have some fun. So that's my little that's my little thing that I throw into the game. Let's have some fun. I think that's a, a great philosophy, regardless of what level you're, you're playing. I mean, it's hopefully that's that's why we're all there on the courts, right? Absolutely. Now, what was your athletic background like prior to picking up? the game of pickleball? Well, I'd like to think that I was a multi-purpose athlete. I was fortunate enough to grow up doing a lot of different sports. And I guess my main sport was swimming. I love swimming. I've been open water swimmer and I played water polo in high school, but I also had a background of tennis and golf. And after high school, I enlisted in the army and was fortunate enough to play ping pong <laughs> about every single night because that was the extent of our opportunities for uh, extracurricular activities. I was stationed in Germany and we had a couple of great tables and I had a couple of great friends and we played a ton of ping pong. And so I think in terms of my background, the, the ping pong and tennis combination led me to feel like pickleball is such a great. 
Now, tell me a little bit about your involvement in pickleball after you got started five years ago, because I, I know you've you've done a, a bunch of stuff related to the game. I just got hooked. I, I just, you know what? I have a skin disease called vitiligo, and it's where you lose pigmentation in your skin. And Michael Jackson had it, so you might be familiar with it. And, you know, it leads some people to be self-conscious about, you know, how they interact with others or or even approaching group settings. And so what I found maybe the best thing about pickleball was the inclusiveness that people just say, come on, you know, join us. It doesn't matter how old you are, how big you are, sex, color, anything. It's really, you know, a sport that says, come on, join us. And so that's, for me, that was the number one. It's like, wow, I can just show up and I don't have to organize anything and people will let me play. And then 15 minutes later, I play with someone else. So I love that. And I love the, the volleying and the teamwork and the communication. So that's, that was really the, the passion for me. And, and then I said, wow, I love this so much. I want to share this with other people. Since I never even heard of it before I first, I thought, I love it so much. Why not share this with as many people as I can? So I kind of, you know, self-titled myself, the pickleball evangelist. I love it. I love it. So who is it that you evangelize to? Well, so uh, let's see. I started playing and then I got, I joined USA Pickleball, which was USAPA back in the day and got connected with a local ambassador who said, Dan, your passion is so great. You know, we'd like to grow the sport in your neck of the woods. Would you consider being an ambassador? And I said, absolutely. And I'm a writer. That's my career. So I don't have a nine to five job. So I have the flexibility to be able to do things that I want to on my own time. And so I took the position of the ambassador. And then I really took to heart. They have April is National Pickleball Month. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try to do the biggest, best free clinic that I possibly can. And that was within, I don't know, two months of becoming an ambassador. And we had an unbelievable clinic. It was so much fun. Friends told friends and we had, I don't know, 60 to 80 people that showed up indoors. We had three, you know, temporary courts on a basketball floor at a rec center. And I, if I had to guess, I'd say we hooked 90% of those people and they had a blast. And, you know, one person tells another and the next thing you know, everyone knows about it. And it's like that yellow Volkswagen. Now you say the word, uh, pickleball and everyone's like yeah yeah i heard about that cool sport i don't know if you get the yellow volkswagen analogy <laughs> yeah I th- can you explain that one <laughs> it's when you say yellow yellow volkswagen bug i saw one all of a sudden you continue to see them everywhere because someone just said one of course of course yeah makes total sense i think i'm a little <laughs> slow today i guess i need some more coffee <laughs> or i'm way off base that should be true <laughs> Now, you, you talked about having that really big group of people in uh, April for the National Pickleball Month. Where is your neck of the woods and what's pickleball like in your area? Well, currently, um, I am sitting literally 50 steps away from 24 pickleball courts. Uh, and it's a great story about where I got this place. I live in what I call the Pickle Palace. And it's in Palm Desert, California, two miles from Indian Wells, where they hold the national championships. And just this place is a great story of a dying country club and a new uh, person that came on to lease the tennis center. 
And they said, if we lease the tennis, we require that we're going to put in pickleball courts. So that was two and a half years ago. And they put in 12 pickleball courts when they opened. And within six months, they had 500 members. And they have since doubled. There are now 24 courts here. And I don't know, the membership is probably 800 plus. And it's it's taken over. And the, the tennis players aren't exactly ecstatic because we've cut their tennis courts in half. But there's not that many tennis players anymore anyway. Now, how did you come up with the name Pickle Palace for your place? I guess that's a little creative license I took. I bought, so so here's the story. I was finishing graduate school in May of 2019, and I got a master's of hotel administration. And I'd done a lot of my work on sustainable tourism, uh, a lot of my papers and research. And when it came to my final professional paper for graduation, my advisor said, Dan, let's write something different. What are you interested in? And I said, have you heard of pickleball? And he said, actually, I have. And he said, why don't you write something about pickleball and tourism? So because there's nothing, you, know, you can't go to a library and read about pickleball and tourism. What I decided to do is come to the desert and look for places that had pickleball courts and then interview the managers of those facilities to see how they decided to do it, what they did, how they did their membership, et cetera, et cetera. And I came here, Palm Desert Resort Country Club. And after my interview with the uh, owner of the facility, I drove past a condo and I saw a for sale sign in the window and I said, there it is, there it is. So I bought this place and, you know, the concept was to make it a, a bed and breakfast, but that was before coronavirus. So I haven't really launched the bed and breakfast aspect of it yet, but I, I, I named it the Pickle Palace. I branded it. So a lot of the decor is pickleball related and it is the pickle palace so can you actually see from your place who's playing on the courts or is it kind of did they have windscreens and ups up so it's hard to see there is there are windscreens but i can see literally the first court there are there are people playing on the first court right now and there are two people waiting next to the first court it is uh, let's see 9 30 in the morning and it is probably 98 degrees right now and it'll get up to about 110 so we get players here from 7 a.m till about 10 or 11 a.m after 110 degrees they usually wither away i understand that i've got uh, actually friends who live not too far <laughs> from you and I, I grew up in southern california too so i am familiar with the area well all right so yeah actually you know you talked a little bit about you know what you did with your master's degree and, you know, you know, did you kind of have a, a conclusion coming out of, of that work that related to pickleball and tourism? Oh, great question. Thanks for getting back to that. The, the paper was a blast to write. First of all, it was so fun. I just love doing the research. And what I found was I call it like Airbnb or Uber model for resorts is that they should apply is they have underutilized assets that they can monetize. So sorry for using my former marketing speak, but what that means is they've got stuff that aren't, isn't being used like basketball courts and tennis courts, and they're not making money off of those if they're not being used. So what I came up, the conclusion was, is resorts that have tennis courts and basketball courts that are not being used and are not turned into pickleball courts, they're losing competitive advantage. They're losing group travel. They're losing revenue opportunities. And they're not maximizing the guest enhancement experience. 
So it's almost a no-brainer. If you think about on the low end, your conversion cost is about 500 bucks and you don't add that, you're just not adding enough for your guests. So the opportunity is huge, especially with all of these country clubs and resorts that are you know, trying to figure out ways to be more competitive, keep their guests happier, reach a little bit of a younger demographic because, you know, golf takes up a lot of land and a lot of water and there are less and less people playing. So that the conclusion is if you, if you have a resort or a club and you don't add pickleball, you're really leaving money on the table. Now, are you working with the resorts and clubs to help, you know, get the programs going once they do decide that, yeah, they do want to have pickleball? Well, I've always been a fan of Mexico. I travel there at least once a year. And I am also was asked to be an international pickleball ambassador. And so I am the ambassador for Mexico and the Caribbean. And I found a little bit of a sweet spot in the Mayan Riviera. That is kind of between Cancun and Playa del Carmen on the Yucatan Peninsula of a lot of all-inclusive resorts that were built in the last 20 to 30 years that just put tennis courts in because that's what they thought they needed to do. And that was kind of before, I don't know, the last five years where pickleball just took off. So as an ambassador, I plan to try to bring the sport there and then to help consult resorts on how they can further monetize their their assets, how they can, you know, enhance the value of their property and add more fun for their guests. So that's kind of the sweet spot that I see. There is pickleball, you know, in different places in Mexico. You may have heard of Tres Palapas and the Baja Peninsula. And so there are, there are sweet spots in Mexico. But I think in terms of the, the greatest growth potential, it's all those huge all-inclusive resorts that are between Cancun and Playa del Carmen. Right. That makes sense. So, yeah, you know, you've got such an interesting variety of things that you're doing because, too, besides, you know, working with the resorts and clubs, you also mentioned that you're a writer. Any pickleball writing projects yet? Oh, you know, this is going back to, I don't know, I guess during graduate school. I don't know. I, I had an epiphany. I wrote a buddy comedy called Pickleballs. And it just, it was so fun. It just came to me. You know, you've, you've, you've watched, overheard of Talladega Nights and Step Brothers and Dodgeball and, you know, just those wedding crashers, those great buddy comedy movies. I just saw an opportunity for a buddy comedy movie. And then I just channeled Will Ferrell and I started writing this movie for Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen called Pickleballs the Movie. And it's a buddy comedy filled with adventure of two guys that travel around the country together competing in pickleball tournaments 40 years after they competed for the championships at the French Open in 1980 as singles tennis players. And now they're both broke and uh, trying to reclaim their former glory. One is is Sasha Baron Cohen character is a a communist who totally believes in communism and he was working on a failed pot farm in a commune in upstate New York. And the other is a ultra capitalist named Chip Cox, played by Will Ferrell, who is the ultimate American, you know, win at all cost capitalist guy. And they partner up and, and travel the country and try to reconcile their differences 
philosophically and play pickleball together and learn lessons and and just a bunch of hijinks on the road. And if you could just imagine how fun it was writing again with Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen in mind, it just made it fun. Like literally just I'm laughing to myself writing the stuff that I'm writing. Absolutely. And and I'm smiling as you talk about it because it sounds hilarious. So where is it now? Is it you've got a screenplay and uh, what are next steps with that? Ooh, so the good news, it's won a couple of awards. So I, I learned quickly that you can't just call people and say, hey, I've got a great movie script. You should produce this because, first of all, no one takes your call. And I found out that unless you have an agent, you can't get an agent. And unless you have an agent, no agent will refer you to another agent. So, I, you know, that process was interesting. And I don't have any designs on writing another movie. It was just, I just had, like I said, an epiphany. I just had this great, funny idea. So I, I got the script done. It's won some awards. And now I'm trying to put it out there as, to as many people in places as possible. I understand that the PPA has a pro-am coming up in Indian Wells in November. And it's going to be hosted by Randall Emmett. Randall Emmett is a successful producer in Hollywood. He produced uh, The Irishman. And uh, he's addicted to pickleball. And apparently he's connected with a lot of the Hollywood A-list. And apparently, ironically, amazingly, Will Ferrell supposedly plays pickleball and has a place out here in the desert. So I don't know which sort of what what sort of creative ways I'm going to try to get the synopsis in his hands. But that's the objective. You know, I, I could see a Kevin Costner doing it. I could see other people. But literally it was written for Will Ferrell. And if he just read the synopsis, I'm sure I'm willing to bet that he would love it. And, and then what, what could it do for the sport more than anything? It could be an amazing marketing vehicle for the sport of pickleball. It would be absolutely. And I would love to see all that come, come together. So keep me posted on how that's going. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a website and I kind of, I have a, some information on the website about it and my other work. Can I say what it is or I don't know what your rules are? Sure. It's my name. It's Dan. And then the letter B M A N Dan B man.com. And so it's got like, you know, I've written a couple books. So the books are on there as well. And the pickle palace is on there and the pickleball consulting that I do for resorts is on there. So kind of a fun website. Uh, if anyone wants to take a deeper dive, it sounds like a one-stop shopping with all those things. Well, you know, I, I, I think in life you want to leave a legacy. And part of the legacy that I want to leave is that I've written a couple of books that I've written for my children. But also, you know, your website kind of is the compilation of all the stuff that you've done or working on that you want to share with other. Good point. So just out of curiosity, what is your next endeavor related to pickleball? Let's see. Well, I'm going to be volunteering. Oh, I actually skipped ahead to October. I leave on Saturday for Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. And I grew up in the Chicago area. And I'm doing four clinics in four days in a, a lake where I previously swam across it. And now I'm doing a relay swim as a charity fundraiser for warriors, special special forces warriors children who are killed in action so that swim is saturday and then sunday through wednesday i'm also a head sponsored athlete so i do head demo days so i uh, bring paddles and allow people to try them out and and use them 
And then, so I kind of combined my ambassadorship with my head sponsorships. I'll have all the paddles and doing four different clinics there free, you know, and kind of more on the introductory side. If I have people that are, have experience, then, you know, I try to give pointers and say, here's some ideas about new shots and strategies that you can add. And then just basically bring my love for pickleball and hope that it takes hold in Lake Geneva and go from there. And then, of course, you know, Nationals is going to be two miles away. So I'll be volunteering there as well come December. All right. Well, it sounds like you have an incredible amount of uh, things going on, certainly related to pickleball. And you had mentioned your website. Is that the best best place for people to get a hold of you through your website or through Facebook? What's what's the best way? Yeah, I'm on Facebook uh, and LinkedIn. I'm not so good with Instagram. I'm 56 years old, so I haven't quite conquered that yet. But yeah, the website, Dan, the letter B, M-A-N.com. All right. Well, it was great to talk to you, Dan. I really appreciate you being on the Pickleball Fire podcast. You know, you're, you're doing some really interesting things in, in Pickleball, and I'm, I'm really going to be looking forward to seeing your uh, screenplay on the big screen hopefully soon. Me too. And what a great pleasure it is talking to you. And let's keep spreading the pickleball love. Absolutely. Thanks again, Dan. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.